Hello, we want to welcome you to the Heights uh, Baptist podcast. We appreciate you either intentionally joining us today or maybe you just stumbled upon this. And so however you uh, found us, we are glad that you are here with us. Uh, My name is Lee and I'm one of the pastors here at Heights. And our mission at Heights is to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. And one of the values that we have as a church is really to be a church that engages each other in in what we would call spiritual disciplines, uh, how we can encourage each other uh, just to build one another's faith up. And so whether that's in Bible reading or prayer, sharing your faith, giving, serving, uh, we want to see each other grow uh, in the likeness of Jesus. And as Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, to be complete in Christ. So part of the purpose of our podcast is really to have these discussions uh, of things that are happening in our culture at times, or just matters of the faith that really help you progress in your faith, no matter where you are in that walk with Christ. And so I'm joined today with our, our co-host, uh, our worship pastor, uh, a pastor of media and worship, uh, Pastor Matt Hogan. So uh, good to have you again today. Excited. And uh, week number two of our series on the names of God. And so uh, for those that maybe missed last episode, we're going to encourage them to go back and listen and watch. But catch us up just real quick. What did we talk about last time on that first name of God we, we looked at? Well, the first first week we talked about uh, Yahweh Roy or Roi. Uh, which is the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. And we spent the bulk of our time in Psalm 23 right. uh, talking about kind of what it means that, that the Lord is is our shepherd. Yeah, good. And we encourage you, if you have not uh, watched that or listened to that, go back and, and listen to that because that was a really good discussion, I think, because when we're talking about names, uh, you know, when you think about names, that obviously is important as far as it reveals maybe a character of a person or you know, names always have very significance to them. Uh, but, you know, when we think about names of God, why we're doing this series right now is because in the Bible, this is how one way that God has chosen to reveal himself. That's right. By giving, you know, names. And we see different names applied to God through Scripture. Like you, you said, Yahweh, Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. And when we stop and really think about what that means, then we can start applying that down into our lives right. and go, wow, you know, man, I had a had a horrible Monday. Well, guess what? I mean, God, God saw you through that. And, and, and you brought up something in Psalm 23 last discussion I never uh, really thought about of how God restores our soul. Right. And in, in the in the ways of repentance, yeah. you know, and, and turning from sin and bringing us back. And so just, I mean, personal confession to you and the, you know, whoever clicks the link (laughs) watches this. And the other day when I was praying, I was repenting of a sin in my life. And I applied that in that prayer of, Lord, you are my shepherd. And I, I got off on the wrong path and I need you to put me back as Psalm 23 says, back on the path of righteousness for your name's sake. And so, you know, so just to stop and think how we can really uh, apply those is really just magnificent to me. 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Names are very significant in the Bible, in, right. in particular the names of God, because names tell us about, about the person. Yeah. And a lot of the names that we use for God or that we see used um, by the biblical authors are names that tell us something about what God has done. Right. You know, and so, so God, our God is a God of action. Yeah. And he's a God of relationship. Yeah. And so, that, so the, the names that God chose, chooses to reveal himself to us tell us a lot about who he is what he's doing, what right. he's done for us, and then what our response needs to be. Yeah, that's good. And so hope, and I, one thing I was thinking of to get out of this discussion, not only today, but hopefully the whole series, we're going to do seven of these episodes. Of it's a good the names. number. Yeah, it's a good number, right? You know, we don't really want to do six. We're going to do seven. <laughs> that's a perfect number. It is to stop and think, this also should cause me to worship God more. Yes. When I stop and think about these names and how they apply into my life, brings out the majesty of God, the worship of him, you know, kind of really exalts him in my life. So let's get into today. Uh, we're going to go over two names today. Yes. And um, this one I, I really think is going to be a good one too, because uh, it's one I discovered years ago when I was in seminary. Uh, now I, you know, grew up church all my life, uh, but it wasn't until seminary that I, I learned there's a difference in the Old Testament when you see uh, all caps of Lord, and then the other Lord, where it's, you know, capital L, lowercase O-R-D. Yeah, they're actually two different they're words. Two different Hebrew. words. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it really was like, you know. And so we're going to go over Yahweh mm -hmm. and then Adonai. Yes. And the difference in those. And again, how that applies. So why don't you, you kick us off on, on Yahweh. All right. Um, Yahweh is God's proper name. So um, there's a lot of some, so, so the difference between Yahweh and Adonai, we'll talk about Adonai in a minute, but Adonai is a title. Mm -hmm. okay, when you say Adonai, that, that word means my Lord. I right. got it here on my shirt. Yeah. And so when, so you can say that to a king or to your boss in the old time, you know, there's other people besides God that you can say that to because, you know, because it's a title, right. but the word Yahweh is actually God's proper name. It's the most uh, often used name for God in the Old Testament. It's yeah. used over 6,000 times mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. Um, it's made up of uh, four letters, um, and, and it's, the, it's the name that God uses, uh, that, that's most used of God, and it's also the name that's used most often when you're talking about God's relationship with his people. Mm -hmm. um, probably the best place to go to kind of look at how that works is uh, Exodus uh, chapter three. Yeah. This is when, this is when, um, this is when God uh, appears to Moses uh, in the burning bush. Um, and this is sort of his, be the beginning of his relationship with the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he has a relationship and a covenant with Abraham all the way back before Moses, but this is sort of the beginning of the story of his relationship with Israel. And, and, and Moses asks him, you know, a really important question, you know, and, and, uh, and he says, so I'm, I'm in, uh, this is uh, Exodus 3, verse 13. Then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, well, but what is his name? Right. What am I to say to them? Yeah. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. Mm -hmm. And then he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Yeah. And so what, what this um, passage is kind of telling us, that, that the name of God, there's, there's a debate on exactly how, how you say the name of God and, how, and, and exactly 
what that name means, but, the, but scholars best understanding is that it's related to the Hebrew word to be. Right. In other words, so, so the, the, the name Yahweh tells us that, that he is the God who is, he's the God who exists, He's the God who has brought everything else into being. He's the creator God. Yeah. He's the source of all being and all that is. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of the big idea. Right. And so just kind of recap, uh, when we talk about Yahweh, that's the capital letters. Yeah. If you, if you see that translated right. in your Bible, it'll be sometimes capital L-O-R-D in all caps. In all caps. So that's, that's the Yahweh we see. And uh, like you said, it's used a ton in the Old Testament, uh, 680 uh, 600, or excuse me, 6,823 times. In Genesis, it's used uh, over 164 times. And then um, through Exodus to Joshua, 1,800 times. So, I mean, it's, it's very, you're going to see that a lot. So that's, our readers need to think, okay, that's, that's Yahweh, like you said, to be. And um, it also can be translated out, you know, the God who makes things happen. Right. And, um, and I, I, love, I love the burning bush story. You know, that's where you just brought that out because that's the, that's the commission uh, God gives Moses. You know, you go to Pharaoh, <laughs> the, the most powerful person in the world <laughs> right yeah. now, and you tell him it's time to let, let Jewish people go. You know, and, 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 and then you go, you, you've been gone for, you know, what, 40 years here. And so you go back to the Jewish people and you say, hey, now you're going to follow me out of here, right? So Moses obviously asked great questions. Well, well, what authority am I going to do this? Right. That's that's the question. Who should I tell them sent me? You know, well, I am sent you. Yeah. Well, yeah. And if you think about kind of Moses' worldview, Moses grew up in a polytheistic culture right. where there were lots of gods. And in the ancient world, gods tended to be kind of regional. Yeah. In other words, like the god who was in charge in Egypt was the Egyptian god. Yeah. And then over in Babylon, the Babylonian god was in charge. Yeah. And so there was sort of this understanding, this worldview that said, whatever country I'm in, that's the god who's in charge. Right. You know, and if I'm in, I'm in, if I'm in the land of of Canaan, then it's going to be like Baal or something. You know, yeah. whichever god is kind of local, that's the god who's in charge. And so it's a really good point for for. For Moses to say, like, well, now hold on a second. I'm going back. I'm going to the most powerful political leader in the known world right. at the time, and I'm telling him that that my God says it's time to leave. Yeah. You know, and of course, and of course, you know, in 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 Egyptian culture, you know, Pharaoh is a god. Right. He's not only king; he's also he's god. God. And, yeah. and he's so I have to go to God right. and say, my God says we're leaving. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and who who is this God? Yeah. And you know, and that's and that's when God says, I am. I am the God who is, right? you know, as opposed to what you're going to see as you move through the rest of the Old Testament, the whole idea is like all of these other gods that are made of sticks and stones and idols, like they can't help you. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not true gods. They're false gods. Yeah. I'm the God who is, I'm the God who makes things happen right. and watch what I'm going to make happen as I keep my promises to my yeah. people. Yeah. No. And that's, it's amazing to think in the commission, what I love to think about is is that God saying to Moses, you go tell him I sent you, essentially, you know. Well, let's fast forward to the New Testament. And here's Jesus telling the disciples and us, you got a commission. You go tell the world who I am. And, and so really the question is the same for us. Well, you know, when we, I go up to somebody, but what authority am I going up and sharing the gospel with somebody? Oh, I'm going with the authority of Jesus. That's right. Because he said, you go tell them. I told you, you know, I told you to tell them I'm Savior. 
all authority know, has been given to all, me. All, yeah. you know, Jesus says that in Matthew 28, all authority has been given, you know, to me. And, and, and to end up the Great Commission where he says, I'm with you always yeah. till the end of the age. Same way here with Moses. You know, the I am says, Moses, I got you. You know, and I, I love that story in Exodus 3 and 4 because Moses does what we do and he just starts throwing excuses out. Well, what about this? And what about this? And I can't do this. And God always has an answer. He's like, okay, you know, I, you can't talk real well. I got Aaron over here. He's going to speak. And well, you know, I don't, I can't do anything. Well, throw that staff on the ground and I'll give you some power, you know, to do these things. And I just, I love that. Anything we always throw back at God as an excuse for not obeying him. He just goes, no, 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 remember who I am. I am, I am. <laughs> I'm the God of all, and, and, and I'm here for you. So, yeah, good. Well, let's, let's shift over to uh, Adonai. Adonai. Yeah, and. Uh, I, got, I got that one on my shirt You today. got that one on your shirt. And yeah. so let's, um, Psalm 110 mm-hmm. is a good one there. And uh, that's a, and again, now that's going to be the, the capital L, mm-hmm. you know, in the lowercase O-R-D. And so Psalm 110, that's a Psalm of David. And that's a Psalm that Jesus is going to, you know, reference in the New Testament again. It's actually the most quoted Old Testament verse in the New Testament. In the New Testament, right. Lots of New Testament authors, including, including you know, Jesus constantly quote and go back to the scripture right so you know david's writing and where we see this is in verse one the lord says to my lord sit at my right hand until i make your enemies your footstool so what's going on in in that because that might be a little confusing you know the lord says to my lord so yahweh to adonai type so again we talked about when when you're and when you're reading in your english bible and you see all caps lord that's the translation of the, God's proper name, Yahweh. Right. That's the name that was given at the burning bush. Okay. When you see a uh, Lord that's not in all caps, that's usually going to be the translation of Adonai, and that's a title. Yeah. So that means so Adonai means my Lord. Yeah. Um, and so this is and so th- this is actually a very interesting thing because and so Jesus, Peter, several of the uh, New Testament characters refer back to this because they're talking about the fact that God. Um, is saying to the person who is, who is uh, David's Lord. Right. You know what I mean? And so, first of all, uh, how can, you know, so David is recognizing that there is somebody in this verse that he's talking about that is his Lord other than, you know, proper noun Yahweh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And David's the king. Yeah. (laughs) So how is David, so how is David going to have, going to have a Lord? Right. You know, and so that, these are some of the, these are some of the arguments that the New Testament authors are talking about when they're talking about the fact that Jesus is the Messiah. So what's happening here is that, so when the Lord, Yahweh says to my Lord, Adonai, the Lord that's, that, that uh, David is talking about in the Psalm is Jesus. Yeah. You know, and, and so, so, so God, the father says to God, the son, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Yeah. It's sort of like uh, making, a, making the claim that, you know, Jesus is going to rule and reign for all of eternity. Right. And then when you look at the New Testament authors applying this to Jesus, you know, because that's, that's really the question. Who's this Jesus? They're like, well, wait a minute. David knew who he was. Yeah. Because David is calling him king, yeah. you know, Lord. And so then, you know, for the, in the New Testament writing, that's huge because this is David. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, this is King David. You don't get you don't you get don't, higher. You don't, you don't get higher than David. You don't get higher than David. So if <laughs> David is recognizing somebody right. as his is calling somebody Lord. Yeah. Then this is a very very important significant person. Right. So how does then this uh, you know we kind of looked at with Yahweh how that how that works in our lives that that this Yahweh that this one who is uh, to be who does something in our lives really helps us in our faith how do, how does this part of Lord you know help us as followers of Christ. Lord means that he is in charge. Right. It's good. You know, when we, you know, that sort of the, the, the basic claim of that you say as a follower of Jesus is Jesus is Lord. Yeah. You know, I, I'm saying that Jesus is the Lord of my life. I'm recognizing that he's the king of my life. That means that everything that I do, everything that I say, the way that I live, yeah. you know, needs to be for him in according what he has called me to do. Right. You know, that, and, and so that, so that's important. It's important that if we're going to say Jesus is Lord, that we live accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think about, um, I, I'm, I'm just thinking about how, um, about everything that, 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 that entails, you mm -hmm. know, the idea that, that sometimes we, as a believers, we acknowledge Jesus, you know, we say, I'm a follower of Christ. I'm right. a Christian. Yeah. You know, I claim Jesus as Lord, but then do we follow, do we follow him that way? Do right. we live our lives in such a way that, yeah. that does that? Um, yeah. re really interesting. So, um, I went with the kids to kids camp this mm -hmm. past um, this past summer, and we were yeah. talking about what it means to be baptized, right? And and in kind of that conversation about what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, what it means to be a Christian, yeah. Um, and and so one of the um, one of the adults that were there said that um, in helping a child understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus, says, "Are you ready for Jesus to be your boss?" Right. Yeah. Are you ready for Jesus to be in charge yeah. of your life? Yeah. And I just, that's going to be something that sticks with me forever. Right. As a, as a very good way to understand, you know, Jesus is, you know, Lord is not just a title. Right. When you say Jesus is Lord, you're saying something about the way that you're willing to live your life as a follower of him in obedience to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've explained it through the boss language before, because, you know, we have to understand that you're, you're enslaved to something. You know, I know that's probably a country song that's somewhere. You know, everybody worships somebody. Um, and, and we need a better boss in our lives than ourselves. Yes, because we're terrible bosses. We're terrible bosses, you know. And But the, when we use the boss language, there's sometimes people go, well, I have a really bad earthly boss. Right. Y exactly. But he's a perfectly, you know, a perfect heavenly boss. And that's what we need because we've made a mess of our own lives. Therefore, I need someone to follow in my life. And that's the gospel. And that's what's so interesting to me about the gospel. Because the good news of Christ is, when you surrender, you win. Right? There's, there's no other part of things when you surrender, you win. You, know, you throw a towel into the boxing match, that means you lost. You, know, you throw your hands up in war, you're defeated. But when it comes to Christ, we throw our hands up, we submit, we say, yeah, you're my boss now. You're my king. Well, that's when you find life in him. Yeah. You know, and that's the good news of what Christ has done. And, and that's where I, I just I kind of want our, our, our folks that, that are listening today to, to settle in on that, mm -hmm. is, is to go, you know, whatever's going on in your life right now, Yahweh's there. Mm -hmm. the, the, the I am is there. And then as, you're, as a believer in Christ, man, he, he's your king. He's your Lord. He's your good perfect boss 
you know, of your life. That means he's not going to lead you down a path you don't need to go. Right. You know, now if you go down the wrong path, that's not on him, that's on you. Right. But but he's going to lead you right if you'll follow him. Mm-hmm. You know, and just kind of put up those hands and say, "All right, Jesus, I, I'm I'm walking with you here as as my boss, as my lord, as my as my king." So. Uh, that that's I just love those two names. Uh, I just think those are those are real real neat. So anything else wrap us up today? Um, I think I would just say that. Well, I'm gonna go on a little rabbit trail here. So I, I, as I was thinking about these two, you know, the um, one of the reasons that we translate um, uh, Yahweh as Lord in all caps is because traditionally going back even as far as like Jesus day, right. um, the Jews, because of the third commandment, thou shalt not take the Lord's mm-hmm. name in vain. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time Jesus comes around, there's already sort of a hesitation to say or to use the proper name of God mm-hmm. for fear of breaking that commandment. Yeah. Now, obviously the biblical authors didn't have a problem with that because they used it 7,000 times. Right, right. Right. But by the time, but in Judaism by Jesus day, you know, they're already sort of yeah. using other words and said so what so they started using the word Adonai instead of instead right. of Yahweh right and so when English uh, translators began translating the Bible they kind of followed that same tradition so rather than spelling out Yahweh yeah. they started calling it the Lord with those all caps so right. we would know where that came from um, but so I was just going back to thinking of what it means to be what it means to bear the Lord's name in vain it's not just using um, God's name is a curse word. Mm. I mean, you don't want to do that. Right, right. But the idea is that when you, but taking the Lord's name in vain says that I belong to Jesus or I belong to Yahweh yeah. and then not living like it. Right. So one of the ways that we take God's name in vain yeah. is when we claim the name of God, but we don't live according to his authority. Right. Or that means, you know, so that's, yeah. a, and so, and so as a believer, yeah. if we're going to claim the name of Christ, right. if we're going to be followers of Jesus, if we're going to say, I'm submitting myself, you know, Jesus is Lord, I'm submitting myself mm. to Yahweh. Mm. That means that we need to live like that or else mm. we, we run in, into the danger of, uh, of, of taking the Lord's name in vain. In other yeah. words, living in a way that makes God's name empty. Right. If we're going to, to claim God's name, we have to live God's name. Yeah, that's good. That's a good word to end on. So I, I appreciate you joining us today. And uh, we want to just invite you, if you are in our area, to worship with us in person. We are here Sunday mornings, 9 a.m., uh, 10.30 a.m. Uh, you can also find us online, uh, no matter where you are, at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning on our Heights Facebook page or Heights YouTube channel. Uh, next time, we are going to talk about the God who sees, and I, I, I love that because there's a lot of folks, I think, right now in our world that, that feel unseen. Right, does you God know, see me? Does God really know me and see me? And, and, you know, who am I among all these different people? And I would encourage you uh, to, to watch or listen to that episode on your favorite podcast app because I think there's a lot of good news and truth that we need to plug into on that topic next week. And uh, as always, if you want to click that subscribe button on the YouTube channel uh, or like our Facebook page, that will keep you up to date on all of our content. And until we see each other again, I hope you have a wonderful week and God bless.